Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. I myself just got back from the movies. I went to see the latest Sony film in their Hey Look, We Have the Marvel License Spider-Man-esque universe films. I don't know exactly what we're supposed to be calling these films that Sony keeps putting out that are definitely in the Spider-Man universe, yet Spider-Man is nowhere to be found. We'll actually be getting into that a little bit later in the episode. I think it's time we announce the movie. Starring Jared Leto, Adria Arona, Matt Smith, Tyrese Gibson, and Jared Hess. This is the 2022 Daniel Espinoza-directed Morbius. This one stars Jared Leto as the title character Michael Morbius as a biochemist who is trying to cure himself of a rare autoimmune blood disease. He comes up with the grand idea to cure himself using vampire bats. The only problem is his cure using those vampire bats turns him into a vampire himself. Along the way, his best friend Milo, who also has a similar blood disease, if not the same one, also takes this cure and becomes a monster. Will Dr. Michael Morbius be able to hold off his taste for the red, as they put it in the film, using his own developed synthetic blood that happens to be blue, all while trying to save the day from Milo to become the hero he knows he can be? Wait a minute. This is a movie about villains, right? Their villains rise to power so that they can take on Spider-Man? Why are we getting a hero film? Or I guess anti-hero to be exact. I don't quite know. And to be honest, where is Spider-Man? Is he on vacation? Is he busy ignoring his great responsibility? Alright, enough of that. If I really wanted to, I could probably rip the movie to shreds like most of the critics are right now. It's not really that bad of a film. A lot of critics are saying it's the worst Marvel film, or at least internet reaction. All the internet nerds, which I probably am a nerd, just so you know I'm not making fun of anyone there. If you didn't like the movie, I'm sorry you didn't enjoy it. Did I enjoy the movie? Well, kind of, I guess. My initial reaction to Morbius is just that it wasn't bad, it wasn't good, just kind of is. It's kind of a middle-of-the-road film for me. I went into the movie with little to no expectations. I saw the critics were trashing it. I know that it is a common thing that a lot of Rotten Tomato scores can generally be a be-all, end-all as far as people saying, yes, this movie is good, yes, it's bad. In a lot of ways, this could be considered a bad film. It's never an actual good film, but it's never actually bad. I honestly like the story of this one. I thought it was actually a pretty interesting premise. It's just a shame that the actual film itself is so cookie cutter and things that we've seen before. In a lot of ways, this could be considered a throwback film to the earlier days before the actual MCU, where we got comic book films that never aspired to be more than anything than a comic book film. If we're going to look at Morbius through that kind of lens, then the movie succeeds. But if we're going to put it up against some of the newer comic book films, notably the ones from the MCU, then of course it's going to pale by comparison. I think the proper way to actually enjoy this one is to keep your expectations in check. If you're never expecting greatness, you're not going to be disappointed. 
but we probably should expect something a little bit more than what was delivered. We all know that Jared Leto is a great actor. Regardless of what you actually think of the guy personally, if you look at some of his other films such as Requiem for a Dream or Dallas Buyers Club, he is an actual good actor. I think his performance here is a little understated, but he is sympathetic. We do feel a little bit for the guy and know that he is trying to honestly help people that want to actually help people. That's all the more reason why I'm having trouble buying what this movie is selling. Morbius is a villain. He's a villain to Spider-Man. I did read up on the character a little bit. I do know that Morbius becomes the anti-hero type of character in later comics. But he started out as a villain, and while they're putting him up as an anti-hero in this film, the post credit sequence would lead you to believe otherwise. I really don't want to spoil anything, but I'll just hint at it a little bit. Sony is developing a group of villains, you know, that has the number six in it. And something that is not a spoiler is we have Michael Keaton returning as the Vulture or Adrian Toomes. I don't know why Sony felt the need to ruin that surprise in the trailer, but they did. I guess because they want us to really think back to Spider-Man Homecoming and remind us that yes, this does have ties and relation to Spider-Man. Which Spider-Man? We don't know. I think it's pretty obvious that it's not Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I would have liked to have actually seen Spider-Man show up in this movie. I don't know where they could have put him. It's just that with two Venom films and now Morbius, it gets a little tiresome where we know that it's taking place in a world with a Spider-Man of some sort, yet we never see him and he never shows up when all this stuff is going down. But if we really look too hard, we could think about the Avengers films is that they're never around for the each individual character's films. It is something that I casually like to ignore it's just, in these Sony films, the lack of Spider-Man in a Spider-Man-themed film, it just doesn't make sense, and it feels like we just keep getting endlessly teased. There is a time where people are going to stop showing up to these films. I think one of the most disappointing things about this movie, to me, is there's very little in the way of practical effects. It seems that the face of Morbius and Milo they're augmented with CGI or are entirely CGI creations. It's fine for moments and spurts to maybe spice it up a little bit with CGI, but it would have been nice to actually see some practical effects. This is also a film that I feel could have benefited from actually being an R-rated horror film, but we all know that that would be a big risk and Sony is not willing to take that risk, so they'd much rather release something sanitized with a PG-13 rating. For a movie about vampires, there's very little blood. There's actually very little violence in the movie too. Yes, we see attacks on people, but we don't really see much of it if that makes sense. The worst part about this entire movie is that everything is far too obvious. You know what's going to happen. You're going to hope that the story is going to take a different spin, but you know that his assistant doctor that's working with him, you know that they're going to fall in love or their feelings finally come out. You know that his best friend is going to wind up becoming the villain of the story. It just feels too familiar. It would have been nice to see the film actually take a chance somewhere along the way, 
but they went the safe route. From what I hear, this is a film that was heavily edited from various test screenings. I think that kind of shows, because the movie is very briskly paced. I know some people have complained about the pacing of the movie. I felt that the pacing was fine, it felt like I no sooner sat down in the theater, and the movie was over. The ending? There wasn't really a good ending to the movie. The CGI again felt, I don't know, very non-special. The ending features a battle between Morbius and Milo, along with, I'm gonna say, like a million or even more bats swirling around. Where did all these bats come from? I don't know. Maybe it's every bat that was in New York City. That's a possibility. Yeah, let's go with that. I think somewhere along the way there was an actual good movie and a good story in Morbius. Judging by what I read about the character, he is a fascinating and interesting character. Sadly, we'll never know how many of those deleted scenes will appear on the Blu-ray or whatever release will come out of this. I didn't detect any seriously disjointed moments in the story, but you can definitely tell that there was probably some stuff trimmed for either time or the test audiences just felt like they didn't work. So maybe those test screening versions of this might have been worse. I don't know. Overall, I'm just disappointed by the somewhat lack of confidence in the movie. Mostly because this one's been delayed quite a few times and not just from COVID. I think it's probably a movie that should have been released in January or February. It probably would have pulled in more money. Now it was released as a summer kickoff type of blockbuster film, and it doesn't even have a lot of the elements that make it feel like an actual summer blockbuster. I said it earlier in the episode, for the most part, Morbius is a very middle-of-the-road film. I still can't decide whether I really liked it or disliked it. It just doesn't seem to have a good or bad vibe to me. I can honestly say I don't regret seeing it. I appreciated my time with it. I just think that if you're on the fence of seeing it, you can probably wait till it comes out on home video or streaming, however you view movies nowadays. It just kills me a little bit that some people want to label it as the worst Marvel film of all time. Apparently people have forgotten about Elektra or Man-Thing, possibly Howard the Duck, even though I honestly love Howard the Duck. I think it's a very funny movie, but it's known as being a bad film. I think a lot of people forget about the 1990 Captain America film or the Dolph Lundgren-led Punisher film. Is Morbius the worst movie that's involved with the MCU? Possibly, but I didn't see Eternals, so I have no idea if that's better or worse than this. Morbius may be worth your time if you can keep an open mind with viewing it and not expecting too much, and you might just come away with some enjoyment out of it. It is a shame that we didn't get a good version of the movie, that it does have that edited down feel to it. If I was to give it a star rating, I'd say it's like a two and a half or a five out of ten for me personally. It's a movie that maybe if I watch it again, I may like it less or I may even like it more. I don't know, but my initial reactions is it's just kind of in the middle of good and bad. I think I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you need to catch up on past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. If you don't do the whole social media thing and would like to drop me an email, you can do so at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. 
If you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Tell two friends about it for that matter. Or if you have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice, as it will allow me to reach new listeners and continue to create new content. But with that being said, be kind and good night.